Welcome to volume 11 of my weekly mashup. I'm super excited for the content this week and I think you will be too. If you guys have questions, comments, or suggestions on what I should do moving forward for this stuff, let me know. Chandler at StoneAgeFuel.com in this first video, I talk about the fact that you can't define intelligence simply by IQ. You can't define intelligence by someone's ability to take a test. Intelligence can be defined in so many different ways, and people learn, consume, and basically showcase their intelligence in a million different ways. So IQ is not the only way to see if someone's smart. Hey guys, this is Chandler. I have an idea, and it's currently raining on me as I walk. It's a nice little summer rain, so it's nice and warm. Bone's mostly water resistant, I think. But anyway, today I wanted to talk about something I've been thinking about quite a bit lately, and that's the idea of intelligence. So we go through school, and the definition of intelligence is often how well you do on an exam or how well you do in a, like a standardized exam, like the SATs and all that stuff. And if you don't get good grades on these exams and you get bad, you get Fs or Ds or Cs even, uh, you're often considered not, not very intelligent or not a smart person or something like that, but in reality, intelligence is, should never be labeled as your ability to take a test. The ability to take a test is a skill. It's a skill of remembering facts on a piece of paper and then forgetting them later. And there's people that I know that who are really good at taking tests, but they have trouble talking to a wall. And in my opinion, what happens is we need to understand that there's two subsets of intelligence and there's two ideas behind intelligence. Number one is the test taking. Number two, how well can you formulate opinions on the fly how well can you speak with people? And how well can you consistently make things happen without having to think about them? So those are the two types of intelligence. You've got intelligence that's memorization. You've got intelligence that's how quickly can you process and how quickly can you make something happen? So if you're one of the people who doesn't take tests well, just don't, don't get in the mindset that you're stupid or that you're not very intelligent. Get in the mindset that you have something else that you're good at. Because there's, and there's obviously more than two levels of intelligence, but right now, just get in the mindset that, okay, I don't take that test very well, but I can talk really well, I can speak with people, I can formulate ideas and opinions, and I have that wit that's going to allow me to make a lot of good friends and make a lot of good decisions later on in life, and those friends are going to lead to interactions that lead to things that help you get new jobs, help you start businesses, help you do the things that you want to do, and that's the idea that your intelligence isn't just labeled as your IQ, your intelligence is also labeled as your emotional intelligence. So when you're taking those tests, if you're someone who has trouble with them, just remember you're not stupid, you're not dumb, you, none, of, if none of that stuff's true. What you are is you're intelligent in another way. And what you have to do is figure out what that way is. So think about it. A lot of people can't take tests, tests well, but a lot of people can talk really well. A lot of people can formulate ideas quick, and a lot of people are witty. This piece is about the idea of using emotional triggers in your marketing. They can be powerful, but they can also be used to trick people. And if you trick people, you're going to ruin your brand equity. So remember, if you use triggers, it needs to be in the right way. So I had a, a question the other day. Someone was asking me about triggers and how you can use triggers to kind of tap into people's emotions or whatever to get them to take advantage of an offer in marketing or something uh, when they before they're actually ready. So the trigger is supposed to get them thinking about it and they want to do it right there. man. It's got me thinking a little bit about the fact that we don't necessarily always want to trigger people when we're trying to market to them because what happens is you post a trigger that hits like their primal influences and makes them want to do it in that moment. But as soon as that wears off and that trigger goes away, they lose the value behind wanting to use your product or service. So if you're using triggers, you really need to be careful that you're not enticing people right in that moment and really playing deep into their primal emotions because they're going to make a decision that they're going to regret later. And this is why I'm so big on the relationship marketing aspect and building the relationship with customers before you ask them to do anything because we don't have to use those triggers. 
all we're doing is giving them a lot of value, we're showing them that we care, and then we're asking them to come in. And more often than not, we don't even necessarily have to ask them in this way. So you don't have to use triggers, and you don't have to use these power words and all these swipe files and all this information to entice people or to trick them to come in. So just think about that when you're doing your marketing and running your business. It's, it's not about tricking people with triggers and primal tools and emotions and all that stuff. It's about understanding that we need to build a relationship. And once that relationship has been built effectively, they're gonna come in on their own and see us. And if they don't, all we have to do is simply throw out and ask. And they're so familiar with your brand at that point, they're automatically gonna say, hey, I've watched that a lot. I'm ready to do this. So think about that. It's not always about triggers and tricking. Sometimes it's just about the solid, good, old-fashioned relationship. This is a good topic for me. This one's about the fact that the way we learn is always different. A lot of gurus will tell you you need to read books all the time to be smart. But in reality, some of us need to listen to the books. Some of us need to watch things to learn. There's so many different ways that you can learn and grow in business and in life. You can't simply just put it down to one thing. What's up, guys? So I had a question the other day. Someone asked me, how I get, come up with a lot of the topics I talk about, how I come up with a lot of the information I put out and uh, what books I read and where all this stuff comes from. And in reality, what it comes down to is I don't have time to read a lot of books every day. I never actually read anything unless I can skim through it, get done real quick or have a Cliff Notes version. I will listen to audiobooks in the shower because I can maximize my time while sitting there, but I don't have time to sit there and read 575 books and try to understand theory. And where, what, what, what I learn and where I come from and what the information I put out has to do with is practicality. So everything I talk about, everything I put out on my podcast, on the videos I make on Chan's Logic on here, and all of the information I put out everywhere is all based off of the things I'm currently doing, the things I'm currently learning, and the things that I've tried. So every single thing that I'm talking about are things that I'm actively doing right now and actively understanding, actively feeling about, actively thinking, or actively seeing other people do. And they're things that I react and respond based off. So it's not just sitting there reading and trying to learn based off that kind of stuff. What it is and what I learn, the best way I learn is understanding practicality and then making thoughts and ideas and constructs based off that practical aspect of the things that I learned. And people learn in different ways. So you might read and a long reading session might be really good for you. For me, that's a complete waste of time because it's going to take me forever. I'm going to get sidetracked. And it's a lot easier if I can just skim through it, I can understand it, and I can move on. So what I do to get past that is I listen to audiobooks in the shower. That allows me to maximize my time in there and actually learn and understand what's in the books. Then I take what I learn, what I read, and what I understand, and I apply a lot of these principles to the businesses I've built up and the information I put out. I see how it works. I see how it flows. Once I understand what's going on and I've built something that actually works, I put out videos and information based off of what I did. So everything that I put out, everything that I do is based off of the practical aspect of what I'm currently doing. If I ever throw out theoretical concepts, it's something that I've been thinking about for a long period of time. I haven't actually done it yet but I think it'll be a good idea for everyone to follow. But on the other token, I wanna to make sure that what I put out and what you guys listen to is information that you can actually use and that's gonna work. Because if I put out info that's not gonna work, people follow it, people don't succeed, and then I look like a, a bad person for it. So basically what this comes down to is you don't have to read books every day to be, to be smart. We have this construct in society where if you don't read 37 books a week and you don't have mahogany and leather-bound books, you're not a smart person. But in reality, maybe you don't learn well that way. I don't learn well by reading. <clears throat> it doesn't get me anywhere. I learn a lot better by listening. I'm a big audio-based person, and some people are audio-based. So maybe you learn a lot better by listening to books on tape, audiobooks, podcasts, a lot of that stuff. So if that's how you learn, Go all in on that. And I always say leverage your strengths. And this is where this is at. 
you may read, you may listen to podcasts, maybe you have time to watch videos, and videos are where you really learn, so do that. So whatever you, you, whatever you have to have to actually learn in the best way, that's what's gonna work for you, and that's what you need to do to grow and to understand and to get better at what you're doing. You don't have to do what everyone else says. You don't have to read to get better. You don't have to just listen. You don't have to watch videos. You need to do what you can actually consume in the best way and make that what you go all in for. This one's about the fact that we have to stop playing into gimmicks as business owners and we need to start learning and understanding what a long-term strategy and solution looks like. And if you can't learn and understand that, find someone who can. Okay, I had to open up this video. It's a bit of a rant. It goes out to all the small business owners out there who failed to capitalize on their business, who opened up by bootstrapping and had no money when they opened up bootstrapping. It's for all the businesses who are worried about getting business tomorrow because they think they're going to close. But you know what it is and you know what it comes down to? It's the fact that you failed to actually get that money. It's the fact that you failed to actually establish systems in your business. It's the fact that you thought you were going to get in there and do everything thriftily. And you know what happens now? You're going to rely on $1,000 cheat sheets. You're going to rely on gimmicky products and bullshit to try to propel your business to the next level. And you know what's going to happen? Nothing. You're going to do it over and over and over again until you fail. So here's what you do to fix that. you got to find either yourself or someone who can develop a long-term strategy with you. You go over it, you get through it, and you got to implement it yourself. If you want someone to implement it for you or help you, you're going to have to give up money or equity in your business to make it work. It's, there's just no other way around it. So stop relying on gimmicky bullshit and start figuring out a long-term solution. And if you can't figure it out yourself, find someone who can. Thank you guys so much for listening to volume 11 of my weekly mashup. I appreciate the time you took to listen to this. And if you ever have questions or ideas for content, shoot me an email, Chandler at stoneagefuel.com. Also, I'd love it if you'd leave a review on this podcast and tell everybody what you think about it. Thanks again.